Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. I wish all your mothers a great day. And to me, Mother's Day is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to actually um, look at what a mother's love can be. But maybe more than that, and maybe more importantly than that, to look at what a mother's love can teach us about God's even greater love for us. So let me tell you a story. Many years ago, when I was about six years of age, and yes, that is me, the nice, cute-looking one, playing with a sandcastle. And that's my brother on the left and my mum. Many years ago, we were abroad on a beach. And my brother got this idea that he wanted to take his airbed that we were used for camping, and he would go into the water and play in the waves, a bit like, um, you know, use it a bit like a surfboard. And my mum was a bit reluctant. But after my brother's insistence, she basically said, OK. So my brother went into the water. I went and played sandcastles. And you know, my mum just kept a careful eye on her, on my brother. And about 15, 20 minutes later, suddenly my mum gets up. And she starts running down to the, way, to the water and starts screaming at my brother. And I look up, and I suddenly see that my, my brother's been he's on this airbed. He's been caught by a rip current, and he's been taken further and further out to sea. And my mum, I watch as my mum charges into the water without a care in the world, charges into the water and goes deeper and deeper and deeper into the waves to rescue my brother. And that's the bit that sticks with me all these years. Because you see, my mum couldn't swim. She, she hated the water. She never went in the water. At, her, at an insistence, she would go in ankle deep. But she would not go into the water. And yet, a mother's love, sacrificial love, was such that it, she was prepared to go deeper and deeper into those waves to rescue her son. And that taught me about how deep a mother's love is for us. But actually, several years later, I became a Christian. And that example of my mother's love for us sort of spoke to me a lot. And sort of said, yeah, that's how much my mother's sacrificial love was for my brother. But how much greater is God's sacrificial love for us? You see, my mum was watching over my brother that day on the beach, and God watches over us all the time. But whereas my mum thought, you know, it's going to be very unlikely that my brother gets into trouble, God created all human beings, whether you're watching here 
online or you're here in person, he created every single human being, knowing that every single one of us would get into trouble, that we would be carried out to certain death in the rip currents of our sin and our disobedience to him. And whereas my mum thought, well, I can go into those ways and I'll likely survive because there's lots of other people round about to rescue me. Jesus came down from the, the safety of the shores of heaven to the waves of this world, knowing for certain that there was no one else who could rescue him or us. There was no one else who could institute his rescue plan for us. He was the only one who could do it. And whereas my mom thought, you know something, I'll be all right. Jesus came down to this earth knowing for certain that the only way he was going to leave this earth was having died a horrific death so that we could be brought back to the shores and a relationship with our Father. You see, a mother's love is great indeed, but God's love for us is even greater. God, after all, is love. Love is the very essence of who he is and the very heart of every single thing he does. He created us human beings in his image. And in his image of love, he created us. And he's given us mothers, all of you here and all of you online. He's given us a mother's love to point us to the even greater love that he has for us. So this morning, what I'd like to do is to look at what a mother's love can teach us we're going to follow some of the characteristics that God teaches us about love in 1 Corinthians 13. And in particular, what that can show us about God's love for us. So let's start by reading a bit of 1 Corinthians 13. You probably know it quite well. But it goes like this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts, love always hopes, love always perseveres, love never fails. And the first thing that God mentions to us here about love is that love is patient. Now the Greek word for patience here means to be patient in bearing the offenses and injuries of others. It means to be long-suffering. It means to be slow to anger and slow to punish. And I think that perfectly sums up how mothers so often display that love is patient to those around them. Mothers patiently cope with incessantly yelling young children, always demanding their attention. 
Mothers patiently wake up in the middle of the night for screaming babies. For weeks and months on end, mothers patiently endure long and exhausting days, changing nappies and cleaning up the mess that we as a family create. And mothers patiently manage to juggle simultaneously the needs and demands of young children and teenagers and we selfish husbands. For decades on end, mothers patiently manage in so many unrecognized ways to show that love is patient without expecting anything in return. And when they show that love is patient like that, they may think that they're just doing what comes naturally to them. But actually, showing love is patient. It means that they are showing the same love as the great mothers of the Bible who went before them showed. Like Sarah, who patiently loved her husband Abraham for 25 years as they waited for a, a child together. Like Samson's mother, who patiently loved her arrogant and wayward son, despite how ungodly his life was. Like Mary, who patiently loved her son Jesus for 33 years, waiting for the fulfillment of the God-given promise she had received about him. And yet, just like these Mothers in the Bible, and just like us, mothers sometimes worry that their love may not be patient enough. But we can learn even from our own shortcomings. Because any imperfection in our love only points to the per wonderful perfection of God's love for us. God describes himself numerous times in the Bible as the Lord who is compassionate and merciful, very patient and full of faithful love. Whereas our love can be impatient, God's love for us is always perfectly patient. Whereas we can become irritated by the incessant demands of those who are dependent upon us. God is perfectly patient with us, even though we're dependent on him for every breath, every heartbeat, and every single thing we do in life. God's love with us is always patient, even in our imperfections. You see, you know, when their children are playing up, a mother, in their deepest frustration, can go and find something endearing about her child, something inherently beautiful in her child. But in our sinful nature, God cannot find anything endearing in us. There is nothing in our sinful nature that is inherently beautiful to God. There is nothing that makes us attractive to God. But that's the whole point. That's the whole point of his depth of his love for us. In that when we were still sinners, Christ Jesus came to die for us. 
that Jesus came to die on the cross for us so that we could go back and have a relationship with God. That, you know, he's knocking on the door of our hearts now, whether you're online or whether you're here, saying, open the door and let my endearing love and the beauty of my love come into you and change your life from the inside out, as the song says. So you see, you know, on this Mother's Day, yeah, a mother's love is very patient, but what it really teaches us is God's love is even more patient for us. So, let's look at the second thing, another passage here. It says, love always protects. You see, a mother's love is a place of protection, security, and safety in an unchanging and uncertain world. How many times as kids did we just love it when our mums threw their arms around us and wrapped us in a big hug? We felt safe, and that feeling of security lasted even when the mother let go. And just like my mother watched over my brother on the beach that day, mothers keep watching day and night over their kids to try and prevent them from getting into harm. Mothers wake up at their kids' slightest sound of distress in the middle of the night. Mothers' love protects them by caring for them in their sicknesses. A mother's love protects them by defending them when they can't defend themselves. A mother's love protects them from all forms of harm, no matter how old they get, even if they're adults. And I know those, all those times of loving protection by mums may seem insignificant to them. They're similar to the love and protection shown by Hagar, the mother of Ishmael, or Rebecca, the mother of Jacob, or Hannah, the mother of Samuel, or Jochebed, the mother of Moses, or a, a, a rangeous number of other mothers in the Bible who protected their children no matter what the cost. You see, when mothers display to those around them that love always protects there being an image of God's even more wonderful love that protects us no matter what. He too throws his wraparound arms of love around us, but he never lets us go. He too is a place of security and protection and safety in an ever-changing and uncertain world. And he too watches over us, making sure that we don't get into harm and that all things work together for good, for the good of those who are called according to his name. And to God, our good is that we are being transformed into an ever more glorious image of his son, Jesus. So when in the middle of the night... We cry out to him for help, and he listens to that cry. We can be completely confident that he is transforming us into an ever more glorious image of Jesus. And when we too are suffering, 
And he is there holding our hands, being right there beside us, caring for us, lifting us, guiding us through our sickness. We too can be completely confident that he is transforming us into an ever more glorious image of Jesus. And when we are under the attack from the enemy and everything that is going wrong against us, we too can be confident that he is wrapping his arms of protection around us, creating a hedge of protection around us that keeps us safe and transforms us into an ever more glorious image of Jesus. You see, the Greek word for protection in 1 Corinthians 13 means literally to build a roof over somebody so that they are protected from the onslaught of the elements outside. When applied to, to God's love, it basically means that God is building this protection all the way around us, like a sphere all the way around us, so that things of harm us can't get at us. It's that his all-enveloping love is protecting us no matter what situation it may be. In the Old Testament, there's a similar Hebrew word that's used, and it, it gives this picture of a mother bird spreading out its wings to cover and protect its chicks completely from all forms of harm. And that's what God's love is like for us. He covers us with his wings of protection. In other pictures, basically the, the Bible uses God's protective love as being a rock, like a we go into a cave to get protection in the rock. We go into a crevice in the rock where the enemy can't see us and, and can't get at us. Because in the days of is in places of Israel, those rocks were a place that you hid from the enemy. Other examples are like a strong tower that we run into and we are saved, or that we are a fortress. And God is our fortress around us with thick walls that you cannot get the enemy's arrows against. And the other one is that it uses this picture of being God being our shield or our buckler. And when we have faith in him, all the, the fiery darts of the enemy are quenched. So you see, yeah, on this Mother's Day, we Rejoice that a mother's love is always protective of us. But we rejoice even more that God's love is even more protective of us. And finally, let's look at some more of these characteristics of love in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, love always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I love one of the paraphrased versions of this, where it says, love never takes failure as defeat, for love never gives up. Love never stops loving. 
And isn't that true of all, of all the mothers here? Their kids fall in so many ways, but you're there for them. They fall when they take their first steps, but a mother's there right there beside them, holding them up, picking them up, saying, come on, you can do it. Let's go again. Let's do it again. They fall when they get on a bike for the first time, and you they're right beside them, dusting them off, getting them back on the saddle and saying, come on, you can do it. We can do this together. And as teenagers and young adults, they fall off the rails. They go make life choices that aren't in their best interests. But you mothers are there beside them. You stick with them. You, you say, come on, this is the way. Go, you in it. You see, the child's burdens are a mother's burdens. A child's sorrows are their mother's sorrows. Their child's joys are shared by their mother's joys. Because the mother wants to bind with that child for their whole life and doesn't want anything to separate or come between them. Mothers fight for their children. They defend their children. They believe in their children no matter what. And that love for their child lasts the whole life. And when mothers display that sort of faithful love that keeps on loving, they're like that widow of Zarephath whose son was dying. And in tragic circumstances, they had no food. But whatever food she had, she was going to give to the prophet Elijah. And giving it to the prophet Elijah, her son was saved because God did a miracle. They're, they're like Naomi, who basically protected her, son, her daughter-in-law, Ruth. No matter, they were going together through famine and tragedy and difficulties and problems, but kept protecting and they're like the Syrophoenician mother who basically wouldn't give up on her daughter and kept persisting to Jesus to heal her daughter. And her daughter was healed. So when mothers never stop loving, they're showing us of God's never stopping love for us. God won't give up on us. He won't accept failure as defeat. He never stops loving us. He too shares our sorrows. He too shares our burdens. He too shares our joys. He too wants to share every moment of every bit of our lives. And he wants nothing to come between his relationship with us. And even our failures won't separate us from his love. In Isaiah 49, the children of Israel had messed up. And they were certain that God was going to desert them because of their failure to follow his ways. And yet God says to them, No, my love never stops loving. Even failure won't stop me loving you. And God says to them this, can a mother 
forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. See, I have written your name on the palms of my hand. You see, if that were true for the children of Israel, how much more true is it for us now that we know what Jesus has done for us? You know, um, written on the palms of Jesus' hands are your name and my name and the name of those, every believer who has ever believed in Jesus. It's in the nail marks of his palms of his hand. He will not let you go. He wants to hold on to you. And in the palms of his hands, what that teaches us, those nail marks, is it doesn't matter about our failures. How you may think they're too bad for God. You may think there's, what you've done is not good enough for God. You may think that you cannot be acceptable to God. But the nail marks of the cross of his hands teach us that God's love is deeper than our deepest failure. And he rescues us no matter what. The nail marks on the palms of Jesus' hand teach us that nothing in all of creation will ever separate us from God's love. Paul puts it this way in Romans 8. So now I live with complete confidence, is what that means. Total, utter, complete confidence that there is nothing, not in this world, but in the entire universe, with the power to separate us from the love of God. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death itself. His love triumphs over life's troubles, whatever we face. His love triumphs over fallen angels and all the attacks of the enemy. His love triumphs over dark rulers in the heavens and on this earth. There is nothing in the present or future circumstances that will ever be able to weaken his love for us. There is no power above us and there is no power beneath us. There is no power that could ever be found in the universe that can ever distance us from God's love which he has lavished on us by Jesus Christ. You see, on this Mother's Day, yep, mother's love teaches us that love is patient and love always protects and love always loves. But probably the greatest thing it teaches us is that God's love for us is even greater. That his love always stops, always protects, always patient and never stops loving. That's why, you know, Paul prays in... First Corinthians, sorry, in Ephesians 3, that we might know more about God's love. He basically says, look, 
If you want the power to overcome all you're going to encounter in the complexities of day-to-day life, what you need is more of God's love. So he prays that for us. And he prays that for everybody. Now, it might be that you're a bit like me. And for years, I had it up here that, yep, God's, God loves me. God loves me. Because the Bible tells me that. But never, he's really, you know, he's got a, a big stick. And he's out to get me. And he's out to punish me. But he loves me. And, and when you get the freedom that God truly loves you in the cross and the depth of that, then it changes everything. So if that's you, why not pray that prayer with us in a minute or so? Or it may be that, yeah, you felt God's love. Hey, brilliant, really loved it, really great, really amazing. But you know something, I've gone a bit cold, it's a bit distant doesn't seem quite what it was before well why don't you pray the prayer that Paul asks us to pray and it may be that oh yeah God's love is absolutely great with me now I'm I'm absolutely wonderful it's just so vibrant so full so great I can't (sighs) fills me every morning well it's infinite You can't reach the bottom of it or the top of it. So get even more of it. Why not pray now with us as we pray this prayer? So whether you're here now or whether you're watching online, could we pray out loud for ourselves this prayer of Paul in Ephesians chapter 3? So let's just pray. Just don't close your eyes because you won't be able to read it. So, But just pray. Okay, let's say together. I pray that out of his glorious riches, may he strengthen us with power through his spirit in our inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And we pray that we, being rooted and established in love, may have the power, together with all of the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Amen. So why don't you guys pray that over yourselves each morning and see what happens, eh? Wouldn't that be interesting? And the other thing is, you know something? It may be that you've never accepted Jesus. You've never felt that love but of, of God, the depth of that love of God, but you want to know that love. You want to experience it. Well, it's easy. The simplest way to do that is to become a child of God as we sang in that first song this morning. Become a child of God and the way to do that is simple because if you remember the palms of Jesus' hands have got the nail marks. He's done it all. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do 
is to believe in what he's already done for you. So if that's you, whether you're here today or whether you're watching online, will you just pray with me now? And 